Hello, you are tuned in to SME Community Radio's podcast channel. This is Michigan Speak Out, the afternoon podcast where we can get a chance to talk, me to you, you to me, or leave me a vet message. It's a lot of fun. And so our focus today is going to be Ida, Hurricane Ida Recovery 2021. So stay tuned. Let's go ahead and go to News Nation. News Nation this hour, I'm Vic Vaughn. President Biden, for the first time since taking office, is meeting with Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky. The White House says today's Oval Office talks will affirm U.S. support for Ukraine's sovereignty and address Russia's aggression in the Donbass region and Crimea. Zelensky was caught up in the first impeachment of former President Donald Trump back in 2019-2020. U.S. Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin from the Pentagon this afternoon. We have concluded our historic evacuation operation and ended the last mission of the U.S. war in Afghanistan. That being the U.S. evacuation. A group of lawmakers in Washington have begun what they call a Republican effort to get all of the facts about that final mission. Arkansas Congressman Rick Crawford wants to know more about the Americans stuck there. Simple math would dictate that there's still several hundred, if not thousands, left behind. And that's just unacceptable. Tennessee Congressman Mark Green served in Afghanistan. You sure as heck can't abandon Americans in a war zone and expect our enemies to respect us. U.S. Senator Tommy Tuberville of Alabama wants to delve further into the president's August 31st deadline. Louisiana Congressman Clay Higgins is now calling for the president's resignation. A resort town in Northern California just got a lucky break. That's how Cal Fire Operations Section Chief Tim Ernst describes progress made today against the Caldor Fire. As recently as last night, it was on a path to scorch South Lake Tahoe. City's population of 22,000 was ordered to evacuate Monday. It snarled traffic for hours. A Colorado grand jury has indicted three officers and two paramedics in the 2019 death of a 23-year-old black man. Colorado's attorney general says they're accused of putting Elijah McClain in a chokehold and of injecting him with a sedative. They're charged with manslaughter and criminally negligent homicide. Court documents suggest the officers stopped McClain in Aurora, suburb of Denver, after a 911 caller reported that he looked suspicious. The U.S. saw more growth in its manufacturing sector in August. That's despite companies reporting a continued struggle with supply chain issues. A trade group of purchasing managers today said its index of activity rose 0.4%. That's now the 15th straight month of growth. Find News Nation on your cable or satellite provider and stay up to date around the clock at NewsNationNow.com and the News Nation Now app. I'm Vic Vaughn. Good afternoon, Miss Shannon. This is Keith Thews, your host for Miss Shannon Speak Out. Today, we're going to be focusing on Hurricane Ida and the recovery efforts that are happening down in Louisiana. Just to get you up to speed, remember that the hurricane hit with full fury, and I can't underestimate that furiness Sunday afternoon. So far, There's a dispute whether we've had one or two fatalities down in Louisiana, but we can definitely say that there has been widespread damage, long-term power outages. I mean, it's going to take a long time for New Orleans to recover. Um, But before I get on to talking about Hurricane Ida, 
and bringing you the, one of the reports from WWL Radio down there. Hmm. Um, I want to remind you that Sylvia Stark has put out a plea on behalf of Elkhart Community Schools for teachers, assistants, or paraprofessionals. And you can get the latest on what is needed on her special announcement that she made the other day or listen to our morning newscast. Um, There are a number of openings for Elkhart Community Schools, so please take a listen to that. We had one of the announcements, I believe, playing on this morning's daily newscast. And speaking of that, please make sure you tune in at 7 o'clock or any time in the morning to listen uh, to our newscast. We have a lot of sources of news from the Black Information Network, Public News Service, the Salem Radio Network, and of course, News Nation. So get a chance to uh, listen, be informed from the right side and the left side. You won't want to miss it. It's a lot of good information. So let's go back and talk about Hurricane Ida. Yes, it came ashore barreling with 150 mile hour winds atop of the line Category 4, just a little bit short of a Category 5, although there was a report of a wind gust 172 miles an hour just before it came ashore. I played for you the other day the sound of the fury of the eyewall of that monster hurricane, and uh, it was a beast on the same anniversary as Hurricane Katrina. So August 29th leaves little to be desired, especially in one emergency management director's mind. He actually said, and I heard this on WWL television as we were sharing the, the feeds, he even said he wanted to avoid and just go from August 28th to August the 30th, just bypass August 29th. So what can you do? What can we do, Elkhart and St. Joe County? Well, we can help again the relief efforts are our own areas. Remember Katrina, all the stuff that happened and, and all of the trailer factories and stuff coming together to build. Well, we're not at that extreme level yet, although that could happen um, for some of the areas near New Orleans and the southern New, uh, Louisiana area. But we should definitely prepare to muster up some supplies and uh, assist different good public relief agencies such as the Salvation Army or the United Methodist, the UMCOR, um, they do such good. Um, so definitely, if you can, contact these agencies or if you know of one of the relief efforts of collecting supplies, please, please donate. We also put out that plea when uh, the earthquake happened just a few weeks ago down in Haiti, the 7.2, and the same definitely applies here for the relief efforts of Hurricane Ida. It's going to take some time. You know, we've been through our share of disasters. Remember the storm on August the 15th? It knocked out power and all sorts of power companies that had come up here, and now even INM is down there with 200 trucks um, assisting in the cleanup and repowering of the south. And I even saw a map today from WWL indicating that there are a few areas where the power is back on. But believe me, they, you know, if you saw on the news, they lost some significant electric transmission lines. And so before we get started, let's go ahead and go on to our weather. And then we'll go on to WWL's 
quick update on small business recovery. And then we have a special um, copied audio file from Tia Torres. She is in charge of Villa Lobos Rescue Center. Think of pit bulls and parolees. If you love that show on Animal Planet, this is your chance to listen to what she had to say this morning. I've taken the audio off of it so that you can hear the latest on what's happening with the Villa Lobos Rescue Center with pit bulls and parolees. And uh, it's definitely a surprise on a few of the items as well. We also have Pastor Joel, who I will be interviewing tomorrow for this show. In addition to Ron Varashas, we're getting ready to uh, prepare for the holiday and prepare for the Jerry Lewis event that we're going to be putting on for MDA on Michigan Homegrown Talent Radio. So anyway, I'm going to stop talking and we're going to turn over to our special audio files. You are listening to Ms. Shanna Speak Out on the podcast channel for SME Community Radio. Detailed forecast today, Sunny, with a high near 79. Northeast wind 10 to 15 miles per hour, with gusts as high as 25 miles per hour. Tonight clear, with a low around 51. North wind around 5 miles per hour. Thursday sunny, with a high near 78. Northeast wind around 5 miles per hour. Thursday night partly cloudy, with a low around 53. Northeast wind around 5 miles per hour becoming calm. Friday mostly sunny, with a high near 77. South wind around 5 miles per hour. Friday night a 20% chance of showers. Mostly cloudy, with a low around 59. Saturday a 20% chance of showers. Partly sunny, with a high near 76. Saturday night mostly cloudy with the low around 60. Labor Day weekend is coming up and that means we are doing something very special. It's Michiana Homegrown Talent Radio's Muscular Dystrophy Association Remembrance Weekend. Watch classic performances from the Jerry Lewis years of the MDA Telethon which used to be shown annually on WSJV Channel 28. So Sunday night, join the SME Community Radio staff on our sister station WMMR. IR Michiana Homegrown Talent Radio Facebook page to see the fun. 9 p.m. Sunday to 4.30 p.m. Labor Day. In addition, Friday's Michiana Speak Out show will be devoted 100% to remembering the MDA telethon. Get ready, show strength, make a muscle and help give to the MDA. This is Neil Strauss, host of the hit true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. We're back with a new season covering an intense and occasionally dangerous missing persons case that actually sent me down this rabbit hole of true crime investigations. From Tenderfoot TV to Live and Die in L.A. Season 2 is available now. Listen for free on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or binge the entire season ad-free on Tenderfoot Plus. Hey, I'm Peter Bukowski, host of the Locked On Today podcast. Trying to stay on top of every big story in sports is a full-time job. I know because it is my full-time job, but it's not yours. That's why we have a network of local experts ready to give you the inside scoop on everything you truly need to know in the sports world. And we do it every day to make sure you're always caught up on the latest and greatest in sports. Listen to the Locked On Today podcast every day on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Michael Heck, President and CEO of GNO Inc., uh, joins us. Michael, welcome. Well, thank you so much. Thank you for uh, having me today. 
Michael, uh, obviously, you and I talk about the challenges every Wednesday that we face uh, and have been facing relative to COVID. Uh, another gut punch to this, this economic region. Um, yeah, you know, this is, uh, this is a tough one. But I think if you, if you step back for a moment and consider uh, how much has changed in the 16 years since Katrina, um, you know, we had a, a storm that hit us, Category 4, basically Category 5, uh, did extensive damage, particularly when it sat over western Jefferson and St. Charles, West Bank, and St. John. But fundamentally, it proved that the $14 billion that were spent to improve the levee system on the South Shore uh, was well spent uh, because we were dry. And I think it also shows how well prepared we are in that uh, the death toll from the storm statewide right now, as far as I understand it is, is remarkably low. Um, I think it was two the last time I saw it. And so on one hand, the gut punch. On the other hand, I think uh, something that, you know, necessarily proved out that we are uh, more resilient to storm surge, much more protected than we were uh, for Katrina. Now we've got issues with our energy system and making that um, redundant for, you know, for the, for the conditions that we're in right now. But I do think we have to recognize that there also are some good takeaways from this difficult experience. Um, I'm sure you've been talking to a number of business owners uh, in and around uh, the city. What are you hearing? The number one, number two, and number three concern of business owners is the timing of power getting back on. Um, the issue of water in Jefferson, we know, uh, is getting resolved within a number of days as the mains get fixed. The power issue, there are rumors going around that it was going to be two months or even longer, and that was having people very concerned about what to do with their business continuity plans or even where their kids should be going to school. And so the fact that Energy has now come back and said, no, look, we were going to get um, the lights back on, at least to begin with, um, beginning today, and that I think there's 12,000 or 11,500 customers that now have power is really significant because if folks know that most power will be restored in areas that weren't totally devastated within two weeks, that's manageable. Uh, and so... Um, that message now that that's getting out and some of the, the, the rumors uh, are getting dispelled, I think it's giving people uh, a little more confidence in how they're going to go forward here. Yeah. Uh, the social networks were alive and well with misinformation yet again. I, I, I saw a listing from Zeta last year, and I think that's what you were referring to, that started these rumors that these we weren't going to have power back until November. Uh, that that is bogus. It's an urban myth. It's false information. Um, so, w- what other challenges, potential challenges, do you see for our business community uh, moving forward? Um, you know, there are. It depends on which business community you're talking about. If you're talking about, you know, Orleans and Jefferson South Shore, then the issue is just working together so that workers can come back. We know this from disasters that it's not just one thing. It's not just access into the city. It's not just power. It's not just kids being able to go to school. It's all of those things working together. And so I think it's the syndrome that is going to you know, create challenges for workers is, is the number one concern in the Jefferson Orleans area. 
when you go to places like St. Charles and St. John, then you have issues of physical damage from wind. You have flooding uh, in St. John. And so for those businesses, they have kind of more um, basic cash flow and money issues where they need the money to fix the front of their building, uh, repair water damage in order to, uh, to keep going. So it varies. And then if you go to the North Shore, um, because of all the trees, you just got a lot of tree damage, a lot of homes that have trees lying on them, uh, and those have to be fixed. So it, it really varies by, by location. But I think that the critical path problem is, is power. Once we get power back, then we can begin to address kind of the cascade of these other issues. Michael, have you guys started to have conversations with our federal officials? Um, obviously, it, this area may require kind of a, a realignment of some of this aid that you know we've received as a result of the pandemic and now this situation. But there's no doubt that the pandemic is going to exacerbate our recovery in probably some overt ways, but I think more so in covert ways. Yeah, the, I think the pandemic, which we know, even when we get through this wave, Newell, is going to become an endemic, right? It's going just to be around, and it's going to change behaviors, uh, and it's going to have flares. Um, that is something that uh, is, is going to, you know, is going to create some drag. But the good news here, again, is that the fact that, that President Biden has appointed Cedric Richmond as his point person on managing Hurricane Ida, uh, obviously is very good news for us because Cedric has personal experience going back to Katrina and obviously deep personal ties to the region. And so I think that there absolutely should be some realignment of these resources with, I think, two primary focus areas. One is uh, to whatever degree we can harden our, our basic infrastructure by doing more things like burying lines, because we know that typically places with buried lines don't go out. And then the second is what do we have to set up in terms of redundancy, uh, and there might be some forms of of, uh, you know, of green redundancy, like green hydrogen, that we can get going uh, in order to uh, make sure that when another monster storm comes in, we have uh, redundant power sources. But the fact that we've got uh, a point person who is uh, you know from New Orleans in D.C., you know, we, we could we couldn't ask for better alignment than than that, and. Now, shame on us if we don't take advantage of it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. I mean, obviously, he's he has seen it front and center. There is a opportunity, I should say, and, and I guess a hurdle that we need to get over as it relates to FEMA with a number of programs, specifically the Blue Tarp program. Um, they they wanting to do their assessment, and you have to get over this threshold number. It's, it's these types of realignments that I think are going to be important to our recovery. Well, this is a national issue. It's not just a, a New Orleans issue. We, we knew 16 years ago when we were working uh, post-Katrina, when I was working with the LRA and LED, that FEMA and the Stafford Act, which is the legislation that guides a lot of its actions, is, is, is woefully inadequate for current conditions. You know, there are, are there are bureaucratic hurdles and regulations, like, for example, the need to spend money and then get reimbursed that essentially make it unworkable. Um, it's too slow. Um, it doesn't um, kind of meet the scope and the acuteness of current challenges. And so what I'm hopeful about Newell is that now that the entire country is experiencing these types of uh, 
of ecological disasters, whether it's fire or flood or rain or other on a more regular basis, that we can have uh, a reckoning in D.C. to change the legislation to make it um, you know, uh, more appropriate. Now, we're trying to do this in a small way with reforms to national flood insurance. Uh, we still haven't gotten there. We've been, work- we've been working on that since Bigger Waters in 2014. But that's what we fundamentally need is to rewrite the way the country responds to disasters. And frankly, that probably starts with rethinking about how FEMA is configured and what they're allowed to do and not do. Yeah. Uh, any any other issues uh, top of mind for you moving forward? I mean, I know that you're always out there recruiting businesses, trying to diversify our economy. Sometimes these events are just a reminder to the folks that there's a lot of risk here. Yeah. So I think this one can end up getting played out in one of two ways. Uh, you know, on one hand, there have been images um, you know, sent around the world or headlines about, uh, you know, another Katrina and a monster storm. On the other hand, what I've noticed, and I've noticed this, Newell, because I've had uh, TV stations from Europe cancel interviews for me over the past couple of days, which is really good news. And it's not just because I'm a bad subject and, you know, don't look good on camera. It's also because they're not interested. And the reason why they're not interested, frankly, is that they don't have those those acute issues of flooding and, and destruction and human misery that we had during Katrina. And that's just, you know, that's what they are looking for. Uh, it's just the reality of it. So this, this, this uh, disaster doesn't seem to have the kind of global resonance um, that others have had. So if we're able to get power back on quickly, and so we're not sitting here in three weeks and uh, still in the dark, then there's a chance that this could pass. The other thing is that if we emphasize the key, key point, which is that our flood system worked, then this can be a positive uh, as well. And I'm not trying to pretend like this thing helps us. It doesn't. I mean, you know, no, but the, continuity. The, this story is not as visually appealing to the media as as Katrina was. Right. I mean, bottom line, it's it's not. I mean, you know, the, the kind of uh, of uh, off color term that we use is disaster porn. And that's yeah. not what this is. Right. Uh, and so um, I think that we have to get out there and tell the positive story about how we re-engineered post-Katrina and the engineering has worked. And if you want an example of how this can take a negative and turn it into a positive, you can just look at the Dutch, right? The Dutch are now renowned for their engineering because they keep themselves safe despite being below sea level. And I think that that's the narrative that we justifiably can be pushing ourselves. Absolutely. Mike, I'm going to have to cut this off now. I apologize. The mayor's about to go to the podium. We're going to go live for her press conference. We really appreciate you setting aside some time for us today. Hope that your family has, uh, you know, fared well through this uh, event. And uh, please stay the course uh, because your voice is an important voice in our recovery. Thank you, Noel. We're blessed. And there's more information and resources at GNOinc.org. On Pod Save the World, we want to be your cheat sheet for global events. My name is Tommy Vitor, and each week, my co-host Ben Rhodes and I break down the biggest stories from around the world. Ben and I both worked on President Obama's national security staff, and we'll introduce you to the activists, politicians, and journalists who can help us understand what's going on around the world, what it means for the United States, and what it's like being inside the White House Situation Room during a crisis. Listen on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your pods. This is Neil Strauss, host of the hit true crime podcast, 
to live and die in LA. We're back with a new season covering an intense and occasionally dangerous missing persons case that actually sent me down this rabbit hole of true crime investigations. From Tenderfoot TV, To Live and Die in LA Season 2 is available now. Listen for free on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Or binge the entire season ad-free on Tenderfoot Plus. Hey, I'm Peter Bukowski, host of the Locked On Today podcast. Trying to stay on top of every big story in sports is a full-time job. I know because it is my full-time job, but it's not yours. That's why we have a network of local experts ready to give you the inside scoop on everything you truly need to know in the sports world. And we do it every day to make sure you're always caught up on the latest and greatest in sports. Listen to the Locked On Today podcast every day on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. Hey everybody, so <laughs> it's me. Um, you have to excuse the the natural disaster hairstyle. Um, you're gonna notice that all the women you see on on social media right now out here in Southeast Louisiana are gonna have the same the same um, style as I do. It's called days of you know no power, no AC, no showers. Um, so. It's just uh, got to do what you got to do. So I'm out here in the parking lot um, near where I live. Um, it's the only place I could get um, cell service immediately. Um, and just wanted to catch everybody up on some things and maybe answer some questions. Um, okay, let me break some things down so everybody understands what's going on. Oh my God, I'm out of Coke Zero. I'm drinking water. This is how desperate I am. Hold on. Gotta get you some water. Okay. Water. God. Okay. Um, don't find all my phone calls. So let me let me break it down to everybody so they understand what's going on. Okay. Yes, we have a place in Texas. No, we cannot evacuate our dogs there. Okay. It's it's barely enough room for the wolf dogs that are there but there are no kennels there they're just we just have big enclosures for the wolf dogs so we don't have a facility like we can't go there and just throw dog crates out in the middle of the woods okay um we don't even have any buildings there right now um well actually we do we just have our workshop and barn built but anyways we can't take dogs there <coughs> that's off the table so texas is a no-go for the dogs um, yes, we started moving out of our building, the one that you see on TV. We started moving out. We didn't get all the dogs out. So some dogs are at the new building. Some dogs are still at the old building. Okay. Um, we weren't prepared yet for the rest of the dogs at the old building. So we're talking about New Orleans now. Um, so the old building in New Orleans, the one you see on TV, got annihilated. I mean, it's still standing, but it's a lot of damage. But we don't own it. We rent it, okay? Um, the new building didn't get any damage, but it flooded really bad. I mean, no, on a normal day, it's not going to flood. It, this was like, you know, a once-in-a-lifetime kind of storm. Um, so right now, we're running off generators. We're, it's it's Gas is the biggest thing we need, gas and gas cans. Um, assumption, 
took a beating, a lot of damage. Um, but we're handling it, you know. Um, just out here in the country, believe it or not, there's a lot more resources, you know. And we've got guys with chainsaws and fixing stuff. Uh, the power is starting to come on a little bit out here. But, of course, I don't have any power. And I live very remotely. So I have to come, I have to walk up by a lake to get cell service. It sounds really exotic, but it's really not. Um, so, what else? Um, okay, volunteering, volunteering. Here's what we're setting up right now. We're setting up some outside turnout yards at the new building. We can have volunteers like sit in chairs just outside with the dogs to get them out of the building. Um, walking dogs, helping clean kennels. Um, what else? Um, all this at the new building. I'm having all volunteering go to the new building right now. Um, the address there is 4501 North Galvez Avenue, and that's G-A-L-V-E-Z. I don't have it up anywhere online yet because we hadn't moved into it yet. Um, if you are going to volunteer and you want to stay for a while, you better bring everything you need with you. I'm serious. A cot, sleeping bag, pillow, ice chest. Um, it's slim pickings in New Orleans. Um, you know... I have some really amazing battery-operated Dewalt fa fans that are like have like a big battery pack in them. A lifesaver, a lifesaver right now because a part of my house I can't get air conditioning to, so I have those fans on my on, on my dogs that are back there. So you just need to 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 bring you know everything with you. Um, no sound. What do you mean no sound? Can y'all hear me? Sound check, sound check. I think everybody else can hear me. <laughs> um, if you want to volunteer, again, go to the new building, 4501 North Galvez Street Avenue in New Orleans. I forgot what it's called. Um, and uh, Kyle is kind of running that location right now. Um, we are going to be moving some of the dogs out of New Orleans to a different location because they're not going to get power for what I was told yesterday by Entergy was at least two weeks. At least. Um, what y'all, some of you don't know, is that the main power grid or the tower that handles all the power for New Orleans fell into the Mississippi River. So he said until they get that tower out of the river, um, no one's going to get power in New Orleans, in the city of New Orleans. Um, let's see, let me see here. Um, let me answer some of the questions. Okay, that's in French. It sounds very pretty, but I don't read French. <laughs> let's see here. What? No, I can't, uh, no, I can't help with take your dog situations right now. <laughs> no. Um, no, sorry can't do it we barely can save ourselves right now um oh baton rouge got power okay that's good um let's see here no i said the energy set a minimum of two weeks that means it could take longer so that's the main thing right now is 
gasoline. That's the main thing. Gasoline, gasoline, gasoline. Um, as we're getting power out here, the twins are taking the generators to the city. So I think we'll be okay on the generators. Oh, let me just say it to all the generator police out here on Facebook. We know all about carbon monoxide. We know all about that stuff. Relax. We got it. We got it handled. Everybody was flipping out yesterday because they could hear generators. Thought they were in the building. They're not in the building. Okay. They're in the doorway pointing out and the dogs are like 500 yards away on the other side of the building. So relax. Um, let's see here. I don't know if there's a convoy coming out here, volunteers. I, I don't know how to answer that. Um, let's see here. Oh my God. Uh, yes, we're gonna be sending more dogs to Canada uh, to the rescue out there. They've offered to take dogs. Um, I have to thank Poffet um, Rescue in North Carolina. They're taking some of our dogs. Um, like we have some puppies and small dogs they're gonna take, I think tomorrow or in the next couple of days. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, someone said, people in Louisiana know all about generators and in our first rodeo. Boy. Um, let's see here. Uh, do I look tired? I look tired. Well, duh. But thanks for that compliment. I really appreciate it. <laughs> it's like, you could have said I look like Pam Anderson when she was 35. That would have made me feel a lot better hot but she's still hot but. um okay i'm not going to answer like how i can help personal questions i'm just going to give it as a big group thing if you want to volunteer go to the new building in new orleans 4501 north galvez street or avenue g-a-l-v-e-z okay we haven't put that address anywhere out on facebook because we weren't moved in yet um so now y'all know where it's at. Um, so 4501 North Galvez, I can have you guys walk dogs, help clean kennels, sit outside with dogs in the heat. Um, I mean, excuse me, sit outside with dogs to get them out of the heat of the warehouse. Uh, the twins are on their way right now. Don't say I look beautiful. Now you're going way to the other extreme. <laughs> it's like, stop. <laughs> oh my gosh. Um, anyways, um, the twins are on the way to the city right now. They're going to be setting up turnout areas so that the dogs can go outside and get out of the dark warehouse. Um, I'm just letting you know now, New Orleans is, a, looks like a bomb went off. I mean, buildings are still standing, which is amazing. Amazing. Um, but there are you know, some parts where they, they got destroyed. Um, but around in our area, it looks, to me, it looks pretty good. It looks pretty good. It's just no power, no store, hardly any stores are open. Um, <coughs> all that kind of stuff. If you want to mail care packages, again, to the new building, 4501 North Galvez Street Avenue in New Orleans. Um, if it gets to the old building, that's fine. There, there's people there. I'm just trying to get everything over to the new building. Okay. I need to go back and take care of my dogs because they're down the road here. 
Um, I came out here, like I said, to the parking lot to get service. Um, let's see here. I don't, I don't know if the mail, I don't know if the mail, or the, I don't know if the mail's coming. I don't, I don't know. I didn't check with the mail lady. <laughs> I don't know how to answer some of these questions. Um, or yes, yeah, someone just said, if you want to donate money, we are going to need it to rebuild and pay for the gas that we are, oh, the gas. I can't even begin to tell you how much gas we're going through right now. Like, yikes, <laughs> a lot. I mean, here's the thing. A five gallon can of gas gets you through about eight hours. So, that's, you know, what's that, 15 gallons for one day. And I'm on my last day right now. Like, I have enough to put in for the day. And then what I'm gonna do is then I'm gonna hop in and go start driving around looking for gas and I'm talking like either I sit in a line out here for four hours or I drive a couple hours away and try to find gas which is what I'm going to try and do um, don't I don't need mothers to tell me what to do here I I'm look, appreciate the caring but I don't it's not the time to be my mommy right now okay <laughs> it's like we're going through the zombie apocalypse right now I don't need a mommy um, I didn't even get along with my mother when she was alive. Um, okay. Um, let's see here. Coke Zero! Oh, you're speaking my language, Christine. <laughs> um, I don't know how you can send Coke Zero. I don't know how that, I think, it, I don't know if you can do that. Because I only drink it out of a can. I can't do bottles, sorry. just can't. Um, but, um, it's okay. I, I'll, I'll. I got, you know what? I'm down to one can. <laughs> I gotta go find Coke Zero. Um, let's see here. Um, I don't know if there are other rescues that need help. I imagine that they are, because they don't have power either, you know? Um, I appreciate the offer to come stay at your 20 acres out in the middle of a field somewhere we're not doing that and I, and I have to this is one of the biggest requests we get I have 20 acres in Oregon okay what do we do with that like <laughs> we we can't just take dogs in crates and throw them out in the field and that's what people don't understand like we, we have to have a building and kennels and and whatnot um, the other thing too is the manpower like I, right now I don't have I can't have people that are currently taking care of dogs drive them anywhere at this point because there's no gas so um, we are making do right now with what we have um, we are moving some dogs out of New Orleans to another location that I um, have had for a while in another part of Louisiana that has power it is a kennel property it's my secret little hiding spot so I'm not gonna tell anybody where it's at um, but um, we're moving some of the dogs there and that way we're trying to get the dogs out of New Orleans. So, um, but I appreciate all the offers to come to your place. Um, we're just not gonna be doing that right now. Um, again, if you wanna donate, I do have a GoFundMe on my Tia Maria Torres of Pitbulls and Parolees Facebook page. There's a GoFundMe on there somewhere. Um, you can go to our website and go to the PayPal link. That would be amazing. Actually, I think, it may be pinned to the top of this Facebook page. Um, 
but our website is um, either vrcpitbull.com or louisianadogrescue.com and it'll take you to our homepage and there is a PayPal link there. <coughs> um, I don't know how the smaller shelters are doing. I, we, we don't have, we, we just got phone reception like in today, like or yesterday actually, uh, very minimal. Um, oh, Discovery Animal Planet. No, we have not filmed since last year. Our last episode aired, well, for us, I think in April. Yeah, we haven't been on TV for like a year, I think a long time. <laughs> um, I don't know if they're going to film again. Um, nothing to do with us personally, but truth be told, um, Animal Planet got, or Discovery Network got bought out by Big Tech. So they just halted all filming of everything. And um, I don't know what's gonna happen to us. Um, it's like, first we stopped filming, then we went off air, then COVID hit, and then now Hurricane Ida. Is that, would that make it coming in threes? <laughs> or is that coming in fours? I don't know, but we're taking a hit. We're, we're taking a hit in more ways than one. So, um, Yes, and the candle sales. Thank you, Laura Lucas. She um, donated $10,000 because of you guys buying candles from her. And I'm not, just, I'm not just bullshitting you here. Her candles are frigging amazing. Some of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Oh my God, they're just, they're to die for. So um, anyways, um, let's see here. Okay, um, I gotta go take care of my dogs. Um, and I gotta go put more gas in the generator. That's always fun. Um, do they pay us for reruns? Nope. Coke Zero needs to hire me as their spokesperson. Yes! That's what I'm talking about. Yes. Um, oh my God, some of you on here are telling me how to run the rescue. I just, I'm, I'm not gonna say nothing. I'm gonna try to be nice and stay in good spirits, but I have, like, please, I don't need you to tell me how to run the rescue. Like, I'm pretty, pretty sure I know how to do it. Okay, Tony, Tony Converse needs me. Um, I gotta go, there's hardly any gas left. Oh, at the gas station. Crap, 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 okay. Okay, yeah. I'm sorry, I'm reading texts coming in from Tony Converse. Uh, um, let's see here. I wish you could send gas. I do too. God, we need it so bad. That's another thing to volunteer. If you want to drive in, you can drive into the city, no problem. Um, so if you want to drive in from wherever you live with, you know, the five gallon things of gas, woo, we could use those, boy, I'll tell you. Um, someone's donating 100 gallons of gas to us. I don't know how they're going to do that, but whoever they are, thank you. I mean, I'll take it. I don't care if you bring it in cups at this point. <laughs> um, let's see here. Yes, yeah, we know the power companies. We know all of that. We know all that's coming. Good question. Someone wanted to know compared to Katrina. Okay, so here's the difference. 
Hurricane Katrina actually did not, God, it's freezing in here. Hold on, I gotta turn my AC off. Whoa, it's cold. Move forward. Move forward. Okay. Hurricane Katrina was actually, it didn't do that much damage, like wind damage. Like when people woke up in the morning, they were like, oh, it's a beautiful day. Then the levees failed and then the water came rushing in. That's what, that's why Katrina was so bad. It was because of the levees failing and the water rushing in from the Mississippi. So Hurricane Ida and this one, knock on wood, those new levees held up. So there was no flooding per se from the levees. It was just from rain, but it was wind damage. The wind damage was way worse. You know, it was interesting. I'm watch, I was watching the radar when I um, still had cell service during the storm up here. And normally when a hurricane hits landfall, it starts to slow down. And um, I was watching it, like getting closer and closer to New Orleans. It was still a Cat 4. I'm like, are you kidding me? Like it just, it, Ida, man, she was a, that was a bitch right there. She hung in there. She hung in there. Um, Orlando, no, I'm talking to Orlando through this. Tony Converse is letting us know that the Shell station doesn't have any gas. Not that he's out of gas, that the Shell station's out of gas. You know, remember our BYOG? Wink, wink. Remember that? They don't have any gas. We, had, we were trying to do a little, a little backside deal with a gas station. <laughs> um, they don't have any. Um, are we doing adoptions right now? I don't know. I have no idea. Um, Lizzie got out with the kids. She's handling applications. Um, but Shelby also helps with that. And I don't know. She doesn't have power. So I don't know. I, I don't know at this point. We just, we had no communication with each other up until yesterday. So this, we're all just like, we're catching up right now. Okay. Um, okay. Yes, we need volunteers. We're gonna need volunteers for at least two weeks, if not longer, in the city of New Orleans. If you wanna go help, 4501 North Galvez Street or Avenue, G-A-L-V-E-Z. It's not on the website um, because we weren't gonna be there yet <laughs> um, in New Orleans. I'm gonna repeat the address again. Here's the thing, guys. Go to our old building and someone there will tell you where the new building is. There you go, that'll make it easier. Um, yes, my, my dogs have stayed with me throughout the entire time, with the, um, throughout the entire storm. Um, I went to the city yesterday and I brought all nine, well I have 10 dogs that I have brought all, I brought nine of them with me um, because I didn't want to leave them here all day. Okay, 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 okay. All right guys, I gotta go take care of those dogs I was talking about. Now my dog, I'm in an RV right now. I'm not at my house. This is not my house. My house is down the road. I'm in a parking lot. Um, okay, so I'm gonna repeat everything, the pertinent stuff really quick, and then I'm gonna go, okay? So everybody listen up. What we need in donations, gas, gas, gas. So if you wanna drive here and bring us gas and gas cans, amazing. Or you can donate money because we're going to need it to rebuild and to pay for the gas because New Orleans is going to be without power for a minimum of two weeks. 
so we will be running on generators um we haven't got all the power out here in assumption yet so i'm still on a generator myself but a lot of us are still on generators so you can donate two different ways you can go on to my facebook page my facebook page which is tia maria torres of pitbulls and paroles and there's a gofundme on there somewhere <laughs> um or you can go to our website and then go to paypal and donate there um I'll try and re I'll repost all this stuff on Facebook in a little bit. I, I just got to go take care of my dogs and then I got to go look for gas. Um, is my what? Is my left eye open? What? What? <laughs> I hope that's a typo. I have no idea what that means. Um, uh, volunteering. You can come to the city of New Orleans and go to, I would say go to our new building. It's 4501 um, North Galvez, G-A-L-V-E-Z, in New Orleans. If you end up at the old building, they'll show you how to get to the new building. It's just like two streets away. Um, what else? I don't know. I don't have any... I don't have any, um, sending us, I mean, you can send us gas gift cards, um, if we can, oh my god, I'm not, I'm sorry, whoever's obsessing over my eye, they're saying my eye, one of my eyes is closed, so maybe, maybe you're the one that needs my glasses, <laughs> my eyes are all bad, oh my god, I'm over here talking about a catastrophic event, and you're wondering about my eye, <laughs> oh my god someone just asked me if I still had a migraine I'm about ready to get one <laughs> god. Um, yeah I'm gonna go I am gonna pin the GoFundMe to my page thank you for reminding me to do that and thank you all for reposting the address thank you thank you thank you so me and my one eye are gonna go take care of my dogs and then I will be back in a little bit to update everybody. Okay? Thank you all so much. Thank you for the donations. Thank you for everything. Honestly, we would have had to, Villalobos would have had to shut down after this storm if we hadn't got donations. We would have. The da we, couldn't have we couldn't have come back from the damages. There's just no way. There's no way. Um, so I thank you so much. Um, I'm not going to answer <laughs> some of these questions were just like, oh my God, I'm going to go. I'm going to go deal with a bunch of hounds. A lot easier than dealing with some of you cuckoos. Um, okay, guys, I'll catch up with you um, in just a little bit. Bye-bye. If truth were everywhere to be shown, a scarlet letter would blaze forth on many a bosom. Does that sentence ring a bell? In high school English class, I remember having to read Nathaniel Hawthorne's book, The Scarlet Letter. Hawthorne's Scarlet Letter is about a woman in colonial America named Hester Prynne. And her husband had sent her ahead to settle in America, and while he is away, she becomes pregnant and gives birth to a daughter. As a result, the townsfolk of her community shun her and her daughter and force Hester to wear a badge of shame upon the breast of her gown, a large scarlet letter A indicating to all she is guilty of adultery. 
Hi, I am Pastor Joel of Heart City Church, and we have come to James chapter 4, the heart of his letter, where the apostle is going to tell us that he agrees with that line of Hawthorns. Our fighting, our selfish behaviors, and our prayer lives reveal we are guilty of spiritual adultery. God looks down from heaven, and he sees many of our lives are emblazoned with scarlet letter A's. James writes, What causes quarrels and what causes fights among you? Is it not this, that your passions are at war within you? You desire and do not have, so you murder. You covet and cannot obtain, so you fight and quarrel. You do not have because you do not ask. You ask and do not receive because you ask wrongly to spend it on your passions. Friends, what is it that causes us to bicker and to strike out at others? No, 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 my friend, it is not all those idiots out there. James narrows the suspect list down to you and I. These crimes are inside jobs. They start in our hearts. We have these inner desires that seek to take control. There is a war going on inside us. And James says it's also seen in your prayer life. Do you struggle to stop and pray? Or do you pray and find that God doesn't answer your prayers? Well, James says that this is because your desires are centered on you and not on what God wants for you. You see, our godless desires cause us to fall in the ditch in one of two ways. We either don't pray, because it would be ridiculous to tell God what we really want. We know he'd never approve. Or we do start spilling our hearts. And when that signal reaches heaven's antenna, God tells the angel Gabriel to change the radio dial because Joel is spewing all that nonsense again. Now brace yourselves for what James says next. He says all our fighting, selfishness, and prayer lives reveal we are two-timers with big A's on our chest. James says, You adulterous people, do you not know that friendship with the world is enmity with God? Therefore, whoever wishes to be a friend of the world makes himself an enemy of God. Please don't turn off this devotional. My friend, you need to hear the bad news because there is hope, but only if we're willing to own up to the problem. That's why James wrote this letter. God has provided a solution. My friend, when you become a Christian and you profess your commitment to God and you get baptized, it's like a wedding. Your baptism is like a wedding ring, a sign that says, God, I am yours and you are mine. And that means we're to live lives devoted to the one we made vows with. But what happens? Well, our passion fades and some of those old desires come back, those things we used to say and do. Worldly things begin to pull us away from our Lord Jesus, who died for us to set us free from them. And we again make friends with the world a world in rebellion against his creator. John says in 1 John 2, 15 to 17, do not love the world or anything in the world. If anyone loves the world, love for the Father is not in them. For everything in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes and the pride of life comes not from the Father, but from the world. You hear those terms John uses? Lust, lust, pride. When we return to the old ways, the old habits, Instead of humbling ourselves and praying that God will help us to see him as our true treasure, we're engaging in what is rightly called adultery. You are an adulterer. And I hope that word stings your conscience. It ought to. Because adultery may not end the marriage, 
but it sure screws things up royally. Some of us know that all too well. My friends, we cannot walk into church Sunday and expect to experience intimacy with our God when he knows that instead of preparing ourselves on Saturday night for our daytime with him, we've been out late. All Saturday, we've been just fooling around. Let's be honest. We too often step through the church doors as a walking contradiction, partly truth and partly fiction, as Christofferson noted. But here's the good news, my friend. God is jealous to have you back. James writes in verse 5, Or do you suppose it is to no purpose that the scripture says, He yearns jealously over the spirit that he has made to dwell in us, but he gives more grace. God is a jealous God, my friend, and he yearns. Do you know what it means to yearn? It's to have a groaning inside that cannot be satisfied, an intense feeling of longing for something, something or someone that has been lost or who you've been separated from. That is the good news, my friend, the jealous grace of Jesus Christ. And if you will simply turn back to your first love, repent of your two-timing, and ask him to give you greater and lasting desire for him, your first love is going to smile and say, Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall become like wool. Isaiah 118. And he'll wrap you up in his loving arms. My friend, don't run to lovers that will never satisfy your soul. Turn back to the lover of your soul and find grace greater than all your sin. Remember who you are and who you belong to. Profile America, Wednesday, September 1st. One of the first daily news programs on the young medium of radio was launched on this date in 1922. It was called the Radio Digest and was hosted by George Thompson over WBAY in New York City. At the time, there were just 30 radio stations in the entire country and only 60,000 homes had receivers. 25 years later, there were some 2,750, including nearly 960 in the new FM format. The number of homes with receivers swelled to 36 million. Now there are 15,445 radio stations, plus over 2,100 low-power FM establishments. Industry research finds that 95% of American households have at least one radio receiver. You can find more facts about America's people, places, and economy from the American Community Survey at census.gov. This concludes Michiana Speak Out for September the 1st, 2021. Stay tuned. We'll be back with a morning daily newscast. Check that out in the morning, and then we'll be back with my program in the afternoon on SME Community Radio's podcast channel. We'll be talking to Pastor Joel as well as to Ron Varesh, get a racing update, and talk about the uh, one-year anniversary of Happy and Whole and Him on our radio station. We'll be back tomorrow. Have a good one, gang.